The scripture today is Romans 12, 1 through 8. The title is A Living Sacrifice. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. And if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. These are our sacred stories. For as in one body, we have many members, and not all the members have the same function. So we, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually we are members of one another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. In the churches that raised me, there always seemed to be a Sunday school teacher who loved personality typing. But these were not the kind of churches to use Myers-Briggs, the Enneagram, what color is your parachute, and the like. The churches that raised me had spiritual gift inventories. You could answer a series of questions, tally your numbers, and be told that you are a teacher, a servant, a follower, a healer. The numbers tallied up to the spiritual gift of prophecy one year for my older brother. Steve was then and is now a rebellious, long-haired preacher's son. Once labeled with the gift of prophecy, Steve went around making dire predictions about the end of the world. Y'all, he did this for like a year. The best part of these spiritual gift inventories was that they always included a discussion on diversity. It may have been unintentional, but purposeful or not, we were given to understand that we are part of the body of Christ. We, as we were, with our gifts and our shadow sides, our passions and our ideas, we enabled Christ to live, to work, to love on earth. Purposeful or not, we were given to understand that we are part of one body, diverse and different, we are all connected. We were we. 
Before I'm carried away by a vision of we, before warm feelings of harmony engulf me, I hear Mark Twain's words reverberating in my head. He once wrote, only kings, editors, and people with a tapeworm have the right to use we. <laughs> we, any version of it, collective, editorial, royal, we is tricky. There's so much more control with I. But I do think we is possible. I do think the idea of the church as one body made of many diverse members works, even if it doesn't always work perfectly. So we who are many are one body in Christ. You are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ, the concrete living manifestation of Christ on earth. The church is the body of Christ in some real sense, not by magic or miracle, but by being who we are, unity and diversity, diversity and unity, we. We is not always easy to deal with, and Christ isn't either. In 1892, Martin Collar distinguished between the historical Jesus and the Christ the church proclaimed. Since then, many scholars have used the distinguishing language of the Jesus of history and the Christ of faith. The Jesus of history had a body. He walked the earth. He said challenging, interesting, strange words, exactly which ones are still being debated. The Christ of faith feels much more like an ideal, a construct, an idea with no body. Well, no specific singular body. You see, this is how we are, as Teresa of Avila wrote. This is how we are the body of Christ. Christ has no body now, but ours. No way to look compassion on the world, but through our eyes. Paul, as far as we know, was the first to refer to the church as the body of Christ, both here in Romans and in Corinthians. I think Paul understood a thing or two about unity and diversity, diversity and unity. You'll remember that he had the daunting task of dealing with those first churches as ideals and idolism became business meetings and committee work. And here we are, some 2,000 years later, and we're still trying to sort ourselves out. The church has caused great harm to ourselves and to others. And almost always, because we could not handle differences, could not or would not embrace each other as we are, could not be a we made up of many. The church as a whole has certainly not solved this problem. However, this church and many churches like it make me hopeful. We work hard to hear each other to appreciate our gifts, to celebrate and grieve together. We strive to be one community made of many parts. We strive to enjoy the diversity of people, gifts, and ideas that create our togetherness. We endeavor to trust each other enough to allow our authentic selves to be seen, 
to disagree, to say when our feelings are hurt, to not cut each other out of our lives, but to keep each other, quirks and all, to be we. Each one of us has a part to play as the body, the body of Christ, the body of this community. We are not all the same, thank God. Our gifts, our uniqueness, our passions, we are all of us needed. We're needed to be this community, to work together, to live and love together. You know, now that I think of it, I wonder if the Adult Education Committee might consider a spiritual gifts inventory this fall. You know an inventory is not required. You don't need to tally up a set of numbers to know who you are and what you're good at. You know your gifts and you know your passions. And we need you, just you, exactly you as you are. You are part of the body of Christ, right along with the rest of us. We are one and we are we. We are organically connected to each other and together we create a movement of love and the world needs it. We are part of one body. We, as we are with our gifts and our shadow sides and our passions and our ideas, we enable Christ to live and work and love right here in Houston, Texas. So we need you, just you. We need you as you are to be part of the we that we make together. Today, after we sing our hymn, you'll be invited to this table to share in wine or water or bread. We'll have a station outside as well if you'd rather go outside for communion. You'll take your cup of wine or water with you and you can put it in the little holder by your chair or if you're outside, there are trash cans. You just exactly who you are. You are part of the diverse and unified body of love that we create here together. We are all individual members of this body and we're all welcome and all important. And you, exactly you, can always come to this meal of bread and wine and water. You may believe anything or nothing you may call yourself any name you want. We love you just like you are. And this table is always, always for you. Amen. <laughs>